how do I live now that I've watched this? <laughs> Con Air is the movie on Stinger Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. Sam and Jackie are here. It's Sunday and it's Nick Cage Day for the 15th time. For the 15th time, probably. Yeah, 15th appearance by Nick Cage. Did we get a name on the the gal that did this How Do I Live Without You song that stinks so bad? It's uh, Trisha Yearwood. What? Good lord. That song sucks. Jackie, now you apparently try to convince me that country music doesn't blow fucking ass, and uh, you're wrong, but uh, do you even like the song? No. No, it sucks. I didn't like it when it came out. It is... I who 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 would like how do I live like who's listening to this song right now and being like god damn dude that that song man just gets me I'm afraid you were wrong it's Leanne Rhymes oh Trisha Yearwood also did one and so did uh, I believe Garth Brooks no maybe it was this, everybody does this this is terrible they've all these assholes have co opted this terrible song you're right it's Trisha Yearwood first. Then Leanne Rhymes and oh my god! So who's it for? Who likes this? Who's sitting at home right now, headphones, tripping out to it like somebody would listening to Radiohead? Somebody who just got fucking dumped. Okay, that's what I think. So they're a sad person, a sad sack who's eating ice cream who just got dumped. Okay, you should probably avoid songs like this then, if that's your like what your theme of life is. Maybe don't. Maybe don't delve into the the this is just what life is is it shit yeah it's shit so uh maybe try something more positive like the Bee Gees. or even really if you want to listen the beatles wrote plenty of sad songs that are a lot better than this yeah that's true too <laughs> I, I wouldn't listen to this one i listen to like for no one by the beatles it's very sad uh this is basically one of our good movies debunked episodes because people fucking love this movie. They well, think it's good. You want some numbers here? Yeah. Okay. First off, uh, 102 domestic against the 75 budget. This is before worldwide. So worldwide's mm-hmm. basically just North America. So it's Canada and Mexico involved. 244 million. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 52 Metacritic. That's pretty high for this. 58 Rotten Tomatoes. Three of four on Roger Ebert. Dot com, which made me read Roger Ebert's fucking review of it, which everything that he hates about Armageddon, he likes this time around. Uh, I don't get it because it's the same shit. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. And then 6.8 on IMDb. 6.8 on IMDb. What was Armageddon's user rating? Because it was like. 6.3 or something it was like lower that. than this yeah dude this thing sucks the only difference between the two movies is 
This one makes less sense and it's shorter. And it's got people that I like in it more. Like I like Nick Cage and I like Vin Rames. I don't like Malkovich so much, but I really don't like Bruce Willis. So it doesn't have Bruce Willis in it. And that's cool with me. But I think Cusack really sort of balances out any of the negative Bruce Willis business with the I'll, negative Cusack. At I'll this take, point. I'll, I'll trade you Cusack for Ben Affleck. They're interchangeable. Okay. I like them about the same, but I really fucking hate that Bruce Willis. I would say that Malkovich is the Bruce Willis of this film. That's as close as I can get to get this fucking guy off my TV. I don't like Malkovich anyway. No, I don't. I've never liked him in any movie I've ever seen him in. He's he's Anthony Hopkins. He's got Anthony Hopkins-itis. Not that he tries to be Anthony Hop- Hopkins, but one time he was like, I'm very smart, and that's how I'm going to be in all of my movies, and people will think that I'm diabolical at all time, whether I'm a good guy or a bad guy or indifferent to anything, but that's what I am. I'm John Malkovich. Yeah, he basically he changes his lines so that his he has this very proper diction. He's the villain with proper diction. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess that works somehow. Uh, it's not for me. Well, I want to know why we're paying for prisoners to get uh, doctorates in law. Uh, I, no, that's a, that's a thing. That's that's totally a thing. You can study whatever you want in prison. Yeah, sure. They encourage it. They, you're, it. Prison is not supposed to be punishment. It's thought of as punishment, Jackie, but it's actually reforming somebody into a productive member of society. So yeah, they're all about education. But he was on death row. Yeah, he uh, probably isn't going to have a chance to do all that. Probably. I mean... If there, if if getting a doctorate involves bringing in blueprints of transport planes, um, and the nar- uh, the narcissist cookbook, the anarchist cookbook, it's it's anonymous. It's the same. Uh, yeah. You probably you probably not going to get those books when you're studying for a doctorate. Like, what's your thesis on? Blowing up the world. Uh, I think we're going to not uh, approve your thesis, or just not give you that book from. How about how about maybe try writing something on like uh, uh, tax reform or, or uh, uh, liver disease or be like Nick Cage get a book about origami yeah yeah get a doctor in origami oh Let come on Nick Cage wasted his fucking seven years <laughs> By uh, getting I use I use my seven years to do a bunch of push ups and pull ups and learn how to do origami and speak Spanish yeah right sort of. A little. Um, I I want to go back to, before we go into some of the finer points of this film, as far as its plot elements and the, the actors, I want to go back to bashing on the music because it's not just Trisha Yearwood making my ears bleed. This thing is wall-to-wall shitty butt guitar. Yes. I think that this movie gave birth to Nickelback. Pretty much. There's a joke. I think there's an internet meme that Connor the Musical with Chad Kroger is a thing. There you go. It fits so fucking perfectly because the timing is just right there. Like five guys in Canada are like, we don't have talent, but I'm pretty sure we could do this Con Air shit. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Nickelback's actually better than the soundtrack to Con Air. Okay. All right. I'll, but, but Those... like uh, by a measure of like decimal points. Sure. But it stinks. The, uh, I, I think it was Silvestri. Somebody was on here for a short period of time doing the score, mm-hmm. and the musician that was doing additional guitar work ends up becoming, they share the credit, but 75% of it's the guitar guy, which is why all of a sudden he's 
He's ham out. He's hamming it out, and everything is his guitar. So the theme was done by uh, one musician, and then the rest of the score was this guitar guy going crazy. Oh, it sucks. It's awful. Uh, I want to ask you guys another follow-up about the movie in general. Is this the buttest movie we've ever reviewed? And by butt, I mean, maybe maybe the listeners aren't familiar with what our definition of butt is, but this is like macho, macho, take your shirt off, flip each other shit constantly and just butt out. Just do a, you're just, you're skipping leg days is this movie. It's the worst that we've done an episode on. I will contend that because we talked about Sabotage, Sabotage is the most sabotage butt movie that butt. we've ever yes, talked that about. That is correct. Sabotage is quite butt. Jackie, and, where, are you, where are you putting Con Air on the on the butt scale? There's, I don't know. It just follows all the other action films that I've seen where they take off their shirts and get buff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so okay. It's pretty butt, then. So it's pretty butt. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any more butt than any of the other ones. It, oh, I don't man. know. It's just in the category of butt. That nickel, The fact that Nickelback could have scored this may, it puts it on another level of butt. That is super butt. It's hella butt. It doesn't maintain. So I think that the sort of gold standard for butt is the getting to know you sequence in Aliens, the second one, where yeah. they. And what Sabotage did was it maintained that level of butt mm-hmm. through the entire film. Yeah. Whereas in Aliens, even though it's the bar that you're trying to reach when you're being butt, it only happens for about four minutes. I'm tough. No, I'm tough. The, no, yeah. I'm tough. Whoa. It's I would so fuck dumb. her with your dick. Yep. Everybody's tough. And, and, but except for this movie is is not just like you're tough. This is like a battle of like who's mentally more diabolical. Like it's a battle of tough minds. Like minds that also skipped leg day when exercising. If that is a metaphor <laughs> that makes sense at any point. I don't think it does. Okay. Uh, there's no arm wrestling or anything. It's just like, I know what's going on and you're fucking this up for me, but I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. See, I think it tries to do that, but it it even fails in that because it just, at no point did they have solid framework to work from story-wise. Yes. So there's no consistency anywhere. Like the most, but you get is the introductions when John Cusack's telling us what's happened, like who these guys are Uh right after some other guy tells us what's about to happen in the movie. Is it just me or does this feel like it was written on the go? Like, well, we want to put Nicolas Cage on a plane with a bunch of bad guys. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start writing and I don't have a direction. I don't know where things are going to end up, but I'm going to just write this from, from point A to point B, not have a plan at all before I write this. This is the, I would say if there was ever a film that should get, give Bruckheimer the film by credit, it would be this one because yeah. it is the, the absolute pinnacle of the Bruckheimer process, which was to not really worry about the screenplay. That's just, it's like underwear. You, you could wear them, but you don't need to, <laughs> right? Uh, that's how he feels about screenplays in this movie as in new, in my research, the number of writers is innumerable. Mm. Uh, it's impossible to tell because people were writing their own stuff. The script was rewritten every day for the last half of the shoot. Every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. Malkovich wanted to quit because of it because he didn't know what uh, 
he had no idea what was going to happen the next day when he showed up. It was going to be completely different than what he had the day before. So he apparently quit reading the scripts until they right before they would shoot. It's like Godfrey Ho directed this. Oh, Godfrey Ho would have done a better job, <laughs> and he would have found more interesting movie to splice into it. Right, right. right. Uh, well, I, I think in that vein, I guess I should just burn the keep an eye out for right now because mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have plenty of other good questions at the end. Mm-hmm. And it was that was my main keep an eye out for was that could you tell watching it that the script was being rewritten daily and basically Malkovich and Dave Chappelle claims that he just ad-libbed all of his lines. I can see that. And the first time that he did it, everybody's like, oh, that guy's funny. Just to keep doing that, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then if anybody else was asking about the screenplay, I was like, oh, just do what Chappelle's doing. Which makes sense because there's that shot where he's standing at the craft services just eating donuts. Yeah. And they just put that in the in the film because he's just funny. Like, well, there's no craft services on the plane, but we got to use this footage of Dave Chappelle because he's hilarious. Because he's got it. And then there's a slow motion of the donut hitting the ground later in the movie. Like, oh, no, not the donut. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Jackie, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cage, the hair. You, oh. This is You can take over costumes here, and we're the only costume that we are allowed to speak of is Nick Cage's hair. <laughs> oh, no. He got a bad perm. A perm? It looks like he has a bad perm that fried his hair that allowed them to put a little bit of mousse in. Okay, a lot of mousse. And then blow dried it backwards so that it would stay off of his face. So it, it was very 1990s. The I've got big hair, but it's not in my face look. So like the uh, you get the perm and you don't like it and you put it back to straight. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. where he, yeah. You try to comb it out. <laughs> you try to do some sweet blow dry tricks with it. But no, you still got perm in there. What kind of car does Cameron Poe own? Oh, God. Money is no object for Cameron Poe. He's going to buy the vehicle that defines his life. He had it in the movie. Yeah. At the very beginning, before the badness happens, he's letting, he's making his wife get in through the driver's side of his El Camino. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the movie. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. He, El Camino totally works. They got that one right. Yes. And he's like, you have to get in on this side. Because I don't want you to get all the way over on the passenger side. You have to ride in the middle of yeah, the bench seat. Right. You have to be a babe. Hey, oh. hey, babe. Sit in the middle, babe. I mean, sit in the middle. I can't even do it. Sit in the middle, babe. His accent. That was part two of the keep an eye out for. Did, so Nick Cage spent two months in Alabama basically method acting and preparing for his, to make sure that he could, in his words, perfect the well, accent. I'll give him credit. I'm offended by everything that comes out of Alabama, and his accent was offensive to me. So hey, did it seem like he perfected? No, nope, no, sure okay. doesn't. Mm, not close, Jackie. Mm, no. All right. He he was like, hey, hold my beer. That that's where he got his accent from. Is that YouTube video here? Hold my beer. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it can't work. Because he's Nick Cage, so he's whisper screaming everything, mm-hmm. and all while cr- trying to cram in a twang, and it just seems like that's the foundation now for every Nick Cage impres- impression ever. Is sure. this movie is Cameron Poe? I will give him whatever he came up with that I do not think works. He stuck with it. He didn't get lost. Yeah, he kept he kept to it. There's no sequences where the accent disappears and then comes back later. Whatever he's doing, he's able to do it the whole time. It's just terrible. 
what else we got? We got uh, Malkovich, as we said, Dave Chappelle, Vin Rames is in this, Steve Buscemi, uh, John Cusack, Cole Meany from Star Cole Trek, Meany. Deep Space Nine, and Which, TNG, actually. Yeah. And I, you can't forget Danny Trejo. Oh, Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. <laughs> yeah, one of his earlier, earlier roles, really. Because I think he got out of prison in like 92 or something like that. Yeah, and they were using him for some movie. It's probably this one actually, where they were like, "Well, how do how do prison people, you know, what's that like?" Yeah, how maybe do they he was act? a maybe he was a consultant. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, just get the fuck out of the way. I I'll just do it." Can't imagine that Bruckheimer would go to those sort of lengths. It just yeah. has to be a happy accident. Right. Hey, this guy's got fucking hamburger face. Let's put him in the film. Oops, I made him famous. Yeah, like when he's like, hey, I was in prison. I could tell you, shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Unless you're going to start rewriting the script right now, which you're totally fine to do. Yeah, that's uh, totally the fuck up. We're, we're taking offers right now. Yeah. We've actually, there's a big bucket of scripts and we just shake it up and then pull whatever's out. And that's what we shoot today. Mm-hmm. Also, we should mention that MC Ganey and uh, Rachel Tycoten. This is part of the short career of Rachel Tycoten, who's... The gal in... He's, he's, she's Melina, right? From Total Recall? Total Recall, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. No shit. She was sort of like there and then gone. What about uh, Cameron Poe, Mrs. Poe? Yeah, she's not in a lot of stuff. No! <laughs> no, yeah. she had a short run there, too. Oh? Yeah, it was very... Monica Potter. Okay. I, I couldn't tell you what else she's in. Right on. But uh, MC Ganey, the pilot guy... I like, he's just, a, he's a longtime Hollywood heavy, right? Mm-hmm. He's been in everything, but he really sort of knocks it out of the park when he- The, the, the villainous pirate, pilot, right? Yes. Yeah, he was uh, he was the head other in Lost. Mm. Mm. And of course, he's the guy that tries to run down Thomas Hayden Church naked in Sideways. Correct. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, yeah, like, good job. <laughs> Hilarious. I like that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, MC Ganey's awesome. He- he is like him and Jeff Fahey and James Remar should just have a a buddy flick. Like, hey, we're yeah. guys you kind of recognize our face. They should just do that. Clancy Brown should get in Clancy on that. Clancy Brown could yeah. get in on that. That'd be awesome. Uh, are you guys ready to start start delving into I this? I think thing? we may as well just start talking about this thing. Okay. So as everybody on Earth has known, because uh most people have seen this, except for Sam, this you were a first timer. First timer. Yeah. Uh Cameron Poe. Uh, played by Nicolas Cage, is a army ranger. He's home from ex-war, whatever it was, because this is 1997, so he's not home from Iraq or yeah, Afghanistan. It, it's a weird time where maybe he was like in Sarajevo or something. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I'm thinking secret missions. He was a ranger. Okay, sure. So he's a badass. Uh, he's He's coming home. He's been discharged, I guess. And he's done, and he's home back to his uh, regular town, USA life, where his his love of his life works at a bar, and they're they're kind of trailer trash. I believe that it's it's Georgia, Alabama. Okay, Uh, they're kind of trashy a little bit, and but they're very in love, very in love, and you know how do i live plays in the yeah. the the background and they're just staring at each other in slow motion and drippy drippy cheese cheese gross stuff is going on it's sappy it's super garbage. sappy uh i think i've got blech written in my notes like 16 times in this film <laughs> blech <laughs> So there's this trucker guy, 
trucker slash fisher. I'm not really sure what this guy's he's, game is. He's Seabass from Dumb and Dumber. Pretty much. But Who he is has, a trucker? But is he? he? This guy feels like he's a fisher. This guy know. is a local who drinks at this bar. He's a regular. Uh-huh. And he's waited this entire time while Nick Cage has been off fighting the war. Right. To make a move. Uh, like, God, oh, I, I, I got to do it now. If only I could get some of that sweet poon now that her husband's back. I think I'll give it a shot. Yeah, like, okay, poor timing. I've but only been sitting here talking to her for every day. For the last eight years. Yes. You know what women really like? If you beat up their husband. That's that's a deal sealer right there. Yeah. This guy knows. He wants Nick Cage to be a cuckold. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, well, because so, that's what women do, right? We're we're living in the time of cavemen. <laughs> so if they beat up your husband, then you know that they can defend you better than your husband can. So you just go off with them when they grab you by the hair and they drag you behind the oil rig. The other deal is if his El Camino has doors that are the same color, Ooh, that's sort of like another alpha mm-hmm. move right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. And windows that roll up. Sure. Uh, so he's like, good to see you back, sissy army boy. You're a fucking real pussy. I'm not going to say what he says because he kind of pissed me off a little bit. Uh, but it's it's not real nice language that he no, uses to Nick Cage. And Nick and she's like, you're not that guy anymore. You know, let it go. You're home. Let's go home to Bangtown. But actually, let's stay here and get fucking housed for a while. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me that. She had to finish working. So what's he doing? Just Drinking. sitting there getting housed. Right. So he goes outside. There, It's time to go home. And uh, outside the El Camino, trouble is is there. It's- they had plenty of fucking time to get into the car. They were clear around. Like, they had to walk around a fence and, like, because back into the parking lot. They have parked in an oil field. One that has... Derek's that shoot fire. Why are they? They what is this place? It's the Fire Derek Oil Field Bar uh, okay. and Grill. Oh. You should try their fries. So maybe this they're guy is an good. oiler. That's what he's doing. And he they're right next, next to the ocean. Yeah, everybody lives and works right next to this bar yeah, and ocean fire. He's a he's a roughneck fisherman. He catches fish with oil mm-hmm, and. Then mm-hmm. Beats them to death. Now it's your turn, buddy. And then, and then you can just stick them right in the pan. You don't even need to use Crisco because they're already oiled up. Yep. Delicious. Um, Sweet crude. <laughs> Texas tea. Uh, he, uh, they get a fight. They're like, sure. time to die, buster. He's like, fuck no. I'm going to kick your guys' ass. And the one, the main Fisher guy pulls a knife and Nick Cage uses the one fist death punch to the nose move the very popular in the 80s it was super popular palm to the up the upper palm nose thing shoving the cartilage of the man's nose into his brain into his brain i just don't know that the physics are really behind any of this no but but we've replaced it with the neck break the neck break is fucking everywhere everybody's using the neck break nobody's using the one-handed death nose punch the death touches probably should get brought back because Mm of you can basically break someone's neck with one finger now true you just Touch them on the chin, neck break. Looking at them sideways. Yeah, why not? Oh, man, deadly. Uh, So he is going to prison for this act. He has his first lawyer's consultations. Like, yeah, you should plead guilty. You'll get four years. You'll get four years. Maybe you serve one. Otherwise, you're going to get ten if you you lose this thing where three men attacked you. With knife. 
with knives that has their fingerprints that you have not touched. Your fingerprints are not on this. It is still clutched in the guy's dead hand. There are two witnesses to uh-huh. the entire scenario. They, Fifty witnesses saw an altercation take place within the bar. A lawyer that is greenhorn fresh out of law school just past the bar can get this thing to not make it to a trial. His lawyer is ready to plead guilty. You, you're going to have to plead guilty. Otherwise, they're going to send you up the river for seven to ten years. Uh, all right, judge, I guess I'm pleading guilty because I don't want to do an extra three years. Like, that's too big of a risk for me. Sure. I'll take the four. Uh, you're getting ten. What? Well, and I kind of thought that one of the other dudes that were involved in the fight took the knife. I didn't. They were punched there, out. Th- no, He's- they ran off. And- oh, I thought he punched them out. They have a scene where somebody's picking up that knife and running with it. Either way, it doesn't matter. He was defending himself. Right. Like, this doesn't make it to trial. No. But it does because he got the worst lawyer in the history of movies, television, and the world. Maybe he's not actually in jail for for involuntary manslaughter. Maybe he's in for trespassing because they were on an oil field thing, and that wasn't... You're not supposed to go You're there. Not supposed to it's go got there. fire. Right, right. So uh, trespassing. Uh, seven years. Not not guilty for murder. Don't worry about that, but seven years for uh, trespassing. So Yeah, uh, so right off the bat here, this story is dumb. It's <laughs> like, super stupid, That guy's dude. not going to prison. He's not going to fucking prison. A, he's a goddamn American hero, and B, he was defending his pregnant wife from murder and rape. I'm inferring the rape. <laughs> yeah, it's the first hint that the screenplay is only there. To get you to explosions, right? So he's uh, he's in jail. He's uh, spent seven years there. He's, he's as Jackie said, he's getting ripped, doing push ups and chin ups and upside down handstands and learning origami and making friends with Bubba, the shrimp and boat captain from Force Gump, and, and uh, not doing leg day. Not de- definitely not doing leg day. Skipping that and uh, writing to his now born daughter. Back and forth, and like, I'm going to see you someday, little girl. You just tell those bullies at school to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, He's like, I'm going to show you. He's like, I'm going to show you when I get there how to put your palm up and smack their nose into their brain. I will bench press those children. Probably wouldn't be hard to bench press children. No. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm pretty out of shape. Okay. Uh, So Fair enough. He's now getting out. Good news. Uh, So he doesn't just go out the prison front door. No. And wait for his family to meet him there or take a bus. Uh, the prison is going to fly him across the country. And then, and then fly he him takes back, a bus. Or, I guess. What do you mean fly him back? Well, I don't get it because they're in Carson City. No, they're not in Carson City. I don't know where they start. Yeah. And why he's. I would think it would be Alabama. You would you generally end up in the state penitentiary for what? Where you get sentenced. Usually, unless you commit a, a, a federal crime. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He's not going to Supermax, so, so what? But why is his cellmate going to Supermax? Yes. Who looks to be, like, well on his way to reform, and like, well, they're transferring you to a bigger prison. I think we all know the reason to that. So that he has to stay on the plane. Uh, the justice system is a little biased. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Against people who have diabetes. Against diabetics, yeah. of course, duh. 
And, like I, a, and here's the thing. That's like the, the leper colony in today's modern society is the diabetes, diabetes prison. Uh, <laughs> diabetes prison. Nick Cage gave him diabetes <laughs> with all the snowballs that he fed him in prison. It's oh, his fault, dude. Not the snowball. Yeah, Double he... entendre <laughs> phrasing. Oh. oh. <laughs> Shit. No wonder they got along so well. Oh. Gross. Um... <laughs> So, so they're going to put him on a plane, and him and Bubba, and this plane, the only plane available is the most deadliest filled plane of criminals that's ever existed. Yes. Uh, let's put the, why would you even put the, A, why would you transport all these guys at the same time? Uh, B, why would you put them on a fucking plane? Just a bus he doesn't even need to go anywhere he just needs to walk out the front door no of the i'm not talking about him i'm talking about anybody the, the, else. the prison system saying let's take all the bad guys and move them to this other place but uh let's put them all on the same plane um plane we don't have a fucking plane dude we have white buses that used to be school buses supposedly there's a real like that they found out about the real supermax transfer that happens on a plane there is a plane like this. That's supposedly. retarded. But it's going from one supermax that's overflowed to another one that isn't. What is and that's wrong with all buses? Federal stuff. That's but oh, okay. It's federal. Yeah, he, this is not federal. No, there's no reason for him to get on this plane. Also, there's no reason for this plane to exist. No, does the plane at no point in this film does there ever noted the destination the final destination of this no idea where this plane is supposed to go you just know that it's going to go to carson city and pick up more people right and then eventually fly him back to alabama where he started where he's going to jump out with a parachute or i don't land the plane then he goes back into the prison then walks out the front door uh, fucking retarded like he would have had things been in real life and john cusack is what he's a marshal Okay. As stated in when he says, I'm U.S. Marshal so and so, but he's also like the administrator of prison, prison plane. Okay. Uh, he's the assistant administrator. The other guy is the administrator. Ah. Who? Colmini? No, he's in the DEA. Right. The guy with the glasses. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Colmini is in the DEA and he's get, putting a guy on the plane so that his guy can get info about some drugs. I guess, from somebody on the plane. From somebody on the plane. So he's coming in, throwing his dick around, like, immediately, like, this is my fucking show, boys! I can do what I want! I'm with the DEA! Which I guess is probably fairly accurate. Why not? Um, But John Cusack could say, nope, you're both out of here. This is a special favor to you. Sure. This is a a cross uh, branch or cross, what's that called? Uh, Cross divisional? Interdisciplinary. Olive tree don't branch. Think that's right. Don't no. think that's olive branch. That's closer than interdisciplinary. Uh, it's, it like a, it's like it's like a bro solid. Cheese. It's like a bro solid to another uh, uh, department within courtesy. the federal government. Yeah, courtesy. Courtesy shuttle. But you come in there throwing your fucking dick around, Colmini. Like, a you've got a fucking sixty-four Corvette with the license plates ass kicker. Yep. Uh, and you fucking chuck your keys at John Cusack and say, park it close, thinking that he's the valet. And John Cusack's like, fuck you. Sure. I just had a meeting with you last week that said, yeah, we'll do this for you. Just don't be a fucking cocksucker about it. And then he shows up being a fucking jackass. Tell him to go home. Well, at the time that this was being made, 
This is sort of how the DAA was operating. D- uh, yeah. Still? Like, this is a very accurate depiction of what was going on Still, in the Still, I understand. John Cusack only has to say, fuck off. Exactly. This is not your deal, buddy. I'm letting you do this. But uh, Colmini's like, all right, we're going to put my man on, and he's going to take a gun. No guns. All right, cool. Uh, here's a gun. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, here's a gun. In mm. your sock. Hope yeah. that doesn't fall out. Keep it in your sock gun. Your sock holster. Cock holster. <laughs> <laughs> Colbert! Uh, now the FCC's coming after me. Oh, no. So the plane's taken off. They're all loaded. They've got heavyweights on there. they got a guy that uh, murdered 30 people or something yeah. like that. Malkovich is a criminal mastermind that wants to just watch the world burn. Finn Rames is a militant... Uh, who blew up the NRA convention or something, something like, that, like that to take the white man down. It's a nice meet the folks sequence that they got here. Yeah. Like, oh, look at who's on the movie now. You got yeah. Danny Trejo's a rapist, raped 20 women. 23. 23 women. He's Johnny 23. Yeah, Johnny 23. And uh, Dave Chappelle, who is like a, just a jack of all burglary, selling some dope on the side type sure. guy. Some lesser offensive, yeah. offend, offending criminals. Yeah. So here's the good part is they get everybody loaded on there. Mm-hmm. At no point is this person who's supposed to be recorded on the plane. I don't know who this drug person is. And what's even worse is you can tell they're not going to be able to move freely during during the flight. The DEA undercover agent is seated in the back by himself. Right. Ultimate backfire. This is not a good plan. What info are you going to get? Like, if somebody visits the Mile High Club, you can record that. I don't even. You're at the back of the plane, buddy. When everybody's either in a cage or tied down, so. Not talking to anybody. Okay, so plane takes off, and Vin Rames and John Malkovich have, like, pins shoved in their, uh, under their skin, in their palms. Like, breakout safety pin type things. Yeah. So they're escaping. They're, you're getting out of their handcuffs, and uh, Dave Chappelle like pulls a fucking baggie out of his guts that has lighter fluid in a plastic tube. Yep, and a match or gasoline or something. Where did he get that stuff in prison? Well, don't ask questions like that. Fair enough. Uh, as in the immortal words of Jerry Bruckner, "Shut the fuck up." Right, right. You want to be in this movie? Hey. If you're not rewriting the script, shut the fuck up. Yep. Put your uh, put your version in the bowl, and we'll uh, shake it up and see if it comes out. But if otherwise, fuck up. Uh, so he lights uh, the guy next to him on fire, and there's panic on the plane. The guards are like, shit, what do we do? And Malkovich and Vin Rame spring out and start punching guards and taking them down. And like Dave Chappelle's in the back of the plane fighting with the lady trying to open up the locks to let the rest of the baddies out. I guess. I guess. Throw the switch. And uh, the pilot's like, hey, there's a disruption back there. Grab the gun and go check it out. And this is a cameo appearance by Hall of Fame NHL player Marty McSorley. Nice. Mm. Uh, his character is not smart. Nope. He dies immediately. <laughs> yeah. Cameo is putting it nicely. It's more like a blurb. He walks out with the gun pointed, and Malkovich is standing right next to the door, just grabs the gun, shoots him in the tummy a bunch of times, and he's dead. Guys, don't open the door, ever. I don't give a fuck what is going on back there. Never open the door. Not one time. 
There's never a reason for it. Go check it out. Why? So I can fucking die if it's something bad? Yeah. Yeah, you would think that after this movie was made, they'd just start putting in those little baby monitor cameras so that they could, you know, they're sitting in the cockpit and they go, fuck, I'm not going out there. That looks shitty. Let's uh, just put this thing down. Got that door locked, right, Gary? Yep. (laughs) Or is the coffee in here? Because I think I'm going to stay. You pull that move like uh, like Samuel L. does in Snakes on a Plane where you just uh, open up like the cabin and you suck all the snakes out. You just suck all the bad guys out. You just shoot. There's never a time that you turn up the plane upside down until now. Until now. Now you just turn it upside down, sh- just shake them up a little bit, turn it, r- flatten her out, and then see how everybody feels after that. Get these motherfucking convicts off this motherfucking plane. Yeah. Right. And you just have corpses littering the... Well, uh, they're concussed, most likely. Just... Oh, from falling from 10,000 feet? No, they don't fall out of the roof. Oh, no, you land suck them right the... out. Oh, you get an ejector? Yeah. It's like... Push the button and the door flies off. Yeah. Then you shimmy the ass end of the plane until everybody falls out. Yeah, you shake it up a little like a... Yeah. yeah. But only the good prisoners who have left their handcuffs on and their restraints and seated will will make it to the next stop. And it doesn't matter about the guards because they signed hostage contracts. Those are things. Those are things. They they know what they're getting into. They signed the hostage contract. I'm a prison guard. I am paid barely above minimum wage with zero education, and I'm signing a hostage contract. Yep. Probably not, but all What's right. a hostage contract? Uh, it's, I agree. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, That's what Jerry Bruckheimer says. <laughs> Shut the yeah, fuck up. Let's right. rewrite the yep, script. There you go. All right, so they're loose. They're free. Con Air's, they've taken over the plane, and uh, Con Air's open for business. Tickets, please. Yeah. <laughs> Got a ticket jam, peanuts. <laughs> I'm surprised that honestly that wasn't the first thing they went for. Peanuts. <laughs> it's the free food in the back of the plane. Like, fuck yeah, we're getting free sodas and peanuts. <laughs> See if they have any of those little biscotti cookies. Mm. And I'm getting more than one bag, motherfuckers. Get to drink the whole tomato juice. Yeah, I'm not sharing my fucking can of coke with the next lady in the next seat behind me. Fuck that, I'm getting the whole fucking can. Oh, Armageddon's the in-flight movie. God damn it. (laughs) Turn this plane upside down. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be concussed for the rest of this. All right. So they got to land in Carson City to pick up some more guys and drop off some others. And uh, it's windy. In Carson City? Yeah. Yeah, it's dusty. But uh, the inside man gets freed. They, They release everybody. And he pulls his gun out. And he's like, Freeze, motherfuckers! And he grabs Dave Chappelle, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug this son of a bitch." And John Malkovich grabs the lady guard, and he's like, "No, you're not. I'm gonna shoot this this guard lady." And Nick Cage is like, "Hey, you don't want to do this, bro. Just calm down, man." This is, I think, the dumbest line in the movie. It's really stupid because he's like, "You can't control this situation," and then the guy just loses it. She's like, "I can't control it." No. And gets blown away. And gets shot. Does Nick Cage kill this man? With his mind powers. Not intentionally. I guess so. But if he doesn't get involved, what happens? I think more people get shot. Okay, so he actually does do a good thing. So, like, ultimately, if he doesn't get involved, what's going to happen is the lady guard and Dave Chappelle are getting shot before Mm -hmm. the DEA agent gets shot. Okay. So three people get shot instead of one. All right. Well, that's an even exchange, I guess. And I just want to say that I totally disagree with you that this is not, that was not the worst line in the, really the the film. My, my Uh, favorite worst line 
is when they're standing inside the prison cell in the beginning of the movie, right before they start carrying out their boxes, and they have this like, "You're gonna get your, you're gonna get out too, Bubba Gump." And then there's this awkward pause, and he's like, "Yeah!" And he throws his hands up in the air and then slaps him on the shoulder. Okay, now, woo! Yeah, I was like. What the fuck, dude? That was weird. <laughs> that was a weird scene we just shot, but let's do it. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that was the weird one. Like, oh. All right, so three of the guys that they got to drop off are dead guys that they've shot in this ta- plane taking over business. So they're checking for volunteers. Hey, we need three white guys to get out of here. And Bubba Gump's like, I'll go, but I'm not a white guy because he's got diabetes and he needs his insulin. So he's mm-hmm. like freaking out. He's like, I only got two hours. And Nick Cage is like, let's both get out of here, bro. And John Malkovich is like, even though he was just like, you're friends with the bad guy now. John Malkovich is like, okay, see ya, guy that I thought was going to be my friend in this movie or something. I don't know. But Nick Cage is like, I'll get out and I'll tell people. I'll start screaming my head off. And then John Malkovich is like, so when you're out there, what is going to happen is that uh, if any, if you and any you guys decide to be clever and tell people, uh, I will call Agent Starling. Fly, fly, fly. Uh, what does he say that's like convinces Nick Cage to be like, oh, I guess I got to stay. Well, he's, he's like, he starts uh, taping everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay. And putting the bags on their heads, right? So they're not identifiable. Mm hmm. And they can't say anything before they have a chance to take off, right? Because okay. the guards yeah. are not going to take that shit off of them until they get back to right. wherever they're going. Right, right. So he's like, I'll, I changed my mind. I'm going to stay. And they're like, okay. Whatever. Cool. Yeah, okay, cool. We'll just find a guard, I guess. We we'll had a total do- problem finding white dudes, but now we are, can just get another one. Yeah, Whatever. we're very ethical. If you don't want to be you know, involved in this, you know, it's a volunteer type thing. Yeah. We're, we're nice criminals. We don't want to make people do things that they don't want to do unless it's involving me shooting them in the mouth. You know, I'm not the boss of you until I'm the boss of you. Until I have to put holes in your body. Yeah. Uh, Completely reasonable. Right. Stand up, you might say. Cusack finds some shit in John Malkovich's cell. It's the blueprints to the fucking plane, and he's like, what is this? Hmm. Something does not appear to be what it is because if you have the blueprints of the plane you can do what he did which involves knowing nothing about the lay at no point does malkovich do anything that he needed to know the layout of the plane beforehand absolutely nothing he knows where the pilot's chambers are that's where he goes that's the only time he moves throughout the cabin yeah this whole thing was just fucking dumb Uh, and scraping the brick away from the wall and then they had all of this shit everywhere. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure that all of that shit was not shoved into a brick-sized well, hole. Yeah. So where they have the brick, it's to the outside. The other side of that brick is, is the, hallway. the hallway. Yeah. But instead, it's a secret magic place that you can hide a bunch of stuff in that isn't the hallway. Here's what that place is is he before he just scraped that out and he would go in there uh with a flashlight and a bunch of comic books and hang out and read that's his like safety place that was actually the original hole for J- being john malkovich is mm. that he climbs inside of that and then he is himself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's super boring because he's still in prison and originally it was a uh, a hole in the wall that you put your penis in <laughs> and another guy on the other side tugs on it or where that brick is, you put your wiener through there and somebody steps on it. 
<laughs> I love it. Why do I keep That's putting my dick in here? More action than I've gotten two years. Ow. So Nick Cage's new plan is to slip the tape of the Inside Man recorder job. <laughs> Into the pocket of a prison guard, so it's found, and they get the whole spiel. Yes. But as the prison guard is getting led away, he gets punched right in the tape recorder. Nobody, like, wow, you're, when I punched your chest, it felt like your ribs were made out of tape recorder. Uh-huh. Um, but it breaks and spills out, and the, the guy's like, hey, what's this tape? And I guess he puts it all the fuck together that, hey, there's tape in this guy's pocket. That must mean... The These are the guards have been hijacked. This is the worst instance of sound effect or sound design mandated by producer that I have ever experienced because mm-hmm. as it's breaking, yeah. the tape is rolling in slow motion and right. what's on the tape is going. The tape is outside of the recorder. It's just magnetic tape at that point laying on the floor, but Apparently, and it's Bruckheimer that's the high up on this, is like, uh-huh. we got to have sound effect of tape recorder there. Otherwise, this doesn't make sense. Ooh. It's it's like he's implying that the tape is ruined because it's playing out in the air. Yeah. You can only listen to it once via magic. That was the <laughs> the tape's last breath. Yeah, exactly. I'm dead now. <laughs> you were fucked. Uh, so anyways, uh, they also have to pick up Steve Buscemi. He's evil. Uh his, his character sucks. His character sucks so bad. This is easily my least favorite Steve Buscemi. He doesn't have any place in the film. No, They just stuck him in there because he yeah. said yes. You but. know, I'm just saying, he said that he finally got to play a non-creepy guy in Armageddon, which was not true. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. Nope. Yeah. But in this one, this is the, the most normal role I'd seen him in. Even though he's murdered 60 people Up and down the East Coast states. Highway. Yeah. He, so how he ends up in Carson fucking city, who knows? Mm-mm. Well, he did nothing. drive through three states with somebody's head on his head like it was a hat. Uh, can it, somebody break that down for me? How would that work? Like, is the head huge and you just like stretch the neck out like like one of those nylon like things that people will use to rob bag- banks with to cover their head? Like you just snap like a- down to your head and then it just wobbles on top because you can't put a skull inside of another skull it doesn't make any fucking sense maybe it's just like a skin beanie yeah i was thinking maybe he skinned the face and then that's not head that's scalp yeah, it doesn't make any it sense. doesn't make any sense not to mention if you're driving through straight lines with the head on top of your head somebody's gonna know so it's it, no nobody's gonna know you're just gonna have blood all over the place because that head is bounced out yeah it's, it's on the highway well, and you're, you either have to stop and continually pick up your head hat and put it back on and then continue on your journey for about 200 yards before it bounces out of your car again the i, I guess if you don't want to erase suspicion when you're driving like this you put another car on top of your car <laughs> <laughs> and it's a car when, hat yeah when you the drive by the cops he's like should we pull that guy over oh no it's just a double double decker yeah see that shit all the time <laughs> what what the fuck are you talking yeah it's just, oh, yeah, just double double decker you got two heads two hat. cars whatever that's yeah, yeah, fine uh dave Chappelle has also stolen the transponder to the plane and put it on like a commercial tour flight oh funny uh he's hitting on the lady too which is kind of funny they uh, almost told the joke he cut it off they left it in there 
that he was going to say, I'm with the Department of Erections. No, I think I think he delivered that joke perfectly. Okay. I'm with the Department of, I mean, corrections? I would have said erections. Yeah, well, sometimes you can, yeah. Hey, let's let Dave Chappelle do the comedy, <laughs> do the comedy? Sam. Okay. Yeah. I think he's good at it. Uh, Cusack has cracked this code. He's got the fucking Da Vinci code in John Malkovich's room. And it says, it's, it's a note to himself written yes. in code that says go to Carson City? I guess. <laughs> no idea. So dumb. It is super stupid. Who oh, is this man. fucking thing to? The, yeah, they needed to just fucking leave that whole, his uh, prison cell thing needed on the cutting room floor bad. Well, then how do you get Cusack anywhere? But I get, it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. He just, he just shows you just up. Put, you put him in a car and he's driving yeah. the way this shit's edited, right? And he's like, as he's leaving the prison cell, he's like, don't touch anything. The very first thing a guy does without Cusack having walked five feet from the door after saying that starts picking shit up. Yeah. One of it says, do not open. That's the very first thing he goes for. And it's a fucking bomb. And he explodes. It's a Kool-Aid bomb. It is dumb. It's a Kool-Aid bomb in an Altoid box. Hey, what's that, Gary? Kaboom! (laughs) You're not very good at listening, are you, Stan? We're all dead. Uh, so Cusack knows what's going on. He's like, they call in the cops at the at the Carson City, and they're like, stall the plane. And the cops are driving up, and John Malkovich is like, mm, I see what's going on here. It blows the guy away. And uh, the plane's taxiing, and Dave Chappelle's still hitting on the lady. He's like, holy shit, I got to go on this plane. And he runs, and he's running. He's like, let me on as the plane is taxiing, implying that he is either at least running at the speed of 45 miles an hour, or that plane is doing eight. I One or the other. It can't be both. And he's like banging on the window. Let me in. The guy's like, man, screw you, buddy. You lit ah. me on fire, asshole. Yeah. yeah. Then he's been treated for his burns, though, too. If yeah. You notice. Yeah, nice. Right. Well, you know, that's another thing that John Malkovich was able to study why he was uh, incarcerated. The other interesting thing, is, if we break this down, Dave Chappelle running along the plane, is his head is at window level. Yes. Meaning he is 15 feet He's tall. He's 15 <laughs> feet tall and he can run 45 miles an hour. <laughs> but then he trips and eats shit, uh, which eventually causes him to be sucked up into the landing, landing gear? gear. How does that work? He's not. I don't know. He's at the back of the plane. There's no landing gear at the back of the plane. It doesn't make any sense. God damn it! Okay, so Dave Chappelle's dead. That's too bad. That's my favorite part of this movie. And so Cole Meany's like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna send some choppers after this plane. We got the transponder signal. Let's chopper it." Yeah, they're going to chase a plane in a helicopter, which is really not the way to do it. Not at, at so all. So they get a couple of patches, and then there's like a standard Huey or something that they, the command chopper, because you mm-hmm. can't just trust these Apache guys. Those fucking freewheelers will screw it up if you're not up in the air with them, right? Yeah. So you got to micromanage the situation. Total DEA assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he gets up there. Because he's an ass kiss kicker or whatever. We're going to shoot this fucking plane down. That's the only solution. John Cusack's like, no, you're not. Dude, that's not cool. I got men in there. Nope. It's my decision now. DEA's taking over after our agent died. Your agent was a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. You have no jurisdiction. 
And there no. should be no way that they know that the agent is dead. None at with. all. He's still his body is still on the plane. So they're chasing it down and and the landing gear's jammed. So like Malkovich is like, Hey, Vin Rames, go check it out. And Vin Rames is like, okay, and then he gets close to it and he's like, Hey, Nick Cage, you come check this out. Implying that he's like looking down there like I'm sending you down here because I don't want to fuck with this shit. I can fall out of this plane. Sure. But then he also just follows Nick Cage down there. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, he just didn't want to do it. And sure as shit, there's Dave Chappelle's body all mangled up in landing gear. And uh, Nick Cage writes a fucking note addressed to John Cusack on it that says, go to Lerner Airfield and then chucks Dave Chappelle's body out, flies through the air, smashes into an old folks car. <laughs> It's the guy from Stargate SG-1, the colonel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's, that actually, and it was like, the movie was actually making me tired by this point. I was mm-hmm. like, it's so dumb that it hurts. But Dave Chappelle falling from the sky should have been hilarious. Yeah. Because it was set up to be good, but it was just like the movie sort of had beaten you to death by this point. Right. That you're just like, oh, whatever. Dave Chappelle's falling from the sky. He demolishes this entire car. His his flying corpse crushes an engine. Yes. Mm. And then everyone drives into the crash because that's what you do. Yeah. That was a body on that car. Step on it. There's a car in the intersection and it's stuck. Run into it. Ramming speed. My favorite was that his head did not explode on impact. But the motor does. But... It just kind of hits the windshield and then just slides down. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. Yeah. Anyways, so. Does the note make it? I don't think so. It would just be raspberry jam. It would just be a big mess. Which doesn't matter because in the next scene when the note and he gets the phone call, he's already figured out where they're headed. Because uh, make- he's like, Leahy Airfield, that's where they're going. Yeah, Lerner Airfield. Lerner, whatever. Yeah. Uh, bullshit place. Dumb. So he calls in Colmini and he's like, you're not following the right plane, dude, whatever. Colmini's like, no, I'm right on its tail. We're going to blow this motherfucker up. And sure shit, it's a fucking touring plane. Hilarious. Somebody's grandma's in the window. Fuck you, Jerry Bruckheimer. I said, shut the fuck up unless you're going to write the script. Yes. Yeah. So John Cusack's like, I got to get there in 50 minutes. How am I going to do it? I don't have a plane. Well, you can drive that fast if you get a fast car. And he's got a jalopy. What do you do he's for a living? He's got a rabbit. Dude? Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Uh, you need a better job, dude. And he looks over at Colmini's vet, and he's like, mm-hmm. So Colmini's character is definitely on the take, then. Why? Because he's got a 64 fucking Corvette. Dude, you are like a high-up DE agent. I think you get paid at least like seventy, eighty thousand dollars 80000 Like you can afford this car. Well, maybe. It's kind of implied that he's on the take, but to be on the take, I think you need like a fucking Ferrari or something. Uh, I'm also going to go with no woman in their right mind would be married to this man. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have dependents and he go. doesn't have a wife to support. Yep. So he's got fuck you money. Well, I wouldn't say fuck you money, but he's, he can afford a fucking Corvette. All yeah. right. Yeah. He's got Corvette money. Yeah. <laughs> so that he can sexually assault women as he drives by with his eyes. He's a, well, oh, I, he did, he's a, his, his move. Is how he gets to second base is he like gives a woman a ride in his car and then he slams on the brakes and acts like there was a squirrel and uses his arm. Oh, the safety sl- arm. Yeah the, yeah, the sexual assault arm bar. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't want you to hit the 
dashboard, so I'm going to stop you by holding your breasts. I saved your life and made your nipples hard. Did you see that squirrel? It was crazy fast. Yeah. My dad did that when I was growing up. He still does that. Not sexual harassment, but like if there's going to be an accident, he will shield my oh, mom. Oh, yeah. No, you do that. But you also do that when you're trying to grab boobs. Right. You see, the thing <laughs> is, is that you just have to make the, you're like, it's a fake squirrel, fake dog, kid in the road, fire hydrant spraying water, but then it stops. Whatever you want, right? Fill in the blank, but you, uh, you're you not really saving anybody. You're just grabbing some boob. Why is your arm still there then? I'm just making sure you're still safe. Yeah. Uh, so... Cage has been exposed as getting out. He's he's an American hero in the hold. The the creepy guy with really fake yellow teeth. They fucking way over yellowed his teeth. Uh, for one scene. For one fucking Forgot scene. Forgot to do it for the oh, second God one. Damn it. Uh, he's down there and he finds a fucking bunny. He's like, ugh, you're getting out of here. Time to kill you. And Nick Cage is like, screw you, pal. And they get in a fucking crouch down fight. Yeah. It's a... There's not enough room in this. There's not enough room in this plane to have a fight, but we're gonna do it anyway. There's only room in here for one man. Too too many in here. <laughs> so you're in dead place, <laughs> Mister. And this is confirmed kill number one for Nicholas Cage. Well, too, because he kills that guy at the beginning. He punches yeah. his brain loose, which is why he's in prison. Right. Right. So this is after he's been convicted and he's a free man again. Okay. He's got a clean slate now. Yeah. And he's just kills one dude. Right. He's rewriting it with blood. <laughs> so Kuzak gets to Lerner Airfield and he finds a dead guy in the in the in the tower and hmm that's interesting. And the plane crump comes in and it crashes all over the fucking place cuz I don't know what they're just like screw it. I mean there is another plane in the runway, sure. But the pilot, instead of just pulling up and going up and over the plane, decides to bank right. Zook! He doesn't even. He just bails. He, he and just, the plane does whatever it wants after it that. It just fucking crashes. It's like, what are you doing? Is it stupid. So now it's buried in dirt, and which is no big deal because they're here to swap planes. That's what they're doing, and get in some other plane. Cool. <clears throat> but uh, Bubba's like, uh, 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 I really need insulin, dude. We got to do something, Nick. And Steve Buscemi, everybody goes and parties, basically, in this airfield. They're jacked up. They're like, woohoo. One guy takes this. off his shirt and is like, yeah. yeah, winging it around his head and then just throws it in the air. I'm headed to the strip joint. It's an abandoned airfield, Greg. I don't care. Well, there's apparently kids over there. Yeah. Steve Buscemi just wanders off into the trailer park that's next door. And then just has a tea party with a kid. Did the trailer park next door not notice the fucking flying DC-10 that just crashed right next to them? They're trailer park people. They just are on their front porch doing the meth. I don't. I don't know what you're. Yeah, who knows? They, they don't, don't notice care. shit. They don't hmm. care. Yeah, they're bad parents. Uh, the kid's playing in an abandoned pool. The kid is filthy. Bannon, okay, uh, they can they can be bad parents, but you see a DC ten crash. I don't care who you are. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, it's that just happened. Rubbernecking. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck. Uh, I think that the trailer park is also abandoned, and this child is like, she's like the lost child that thinks the world has ended. That this is post apocalyptic America, and she's just not willing to go anywhere to, like, check. So she rules this trailer park by herself. She's actually 400 years old. Lord of the animals. <laughs> yep. It's just beetles and snakes. 
but she's the she's in charge. She is the prophecy. Yeah, <laughs> the one. Well, uh, she can braid her own hair pretty nice. Then. Yeah, and she, uh, she's covered in dirt. She's so gross. But anyways, they have a nice little tea party. They do Barbie party. Uh, so they're gonna take the plane out and refuel it because this this other plane is not showing up. This this one drug dealer guy or whatever he did, he he's fallen through on his promises. But uh, there's guys incoming. Danny Trejo spots some guys incoming, and it's Colmini and like the the National Guard or something. I don't know. And Nick Cage in another hangar finds another plane. The plane that they're supposed to meet. But they're not playing by the rules. I think it was going to be one of those Dutch door double cross deals. Okay. Now, let's let's go into that because I I have a few questions. The drug dealer guy obviously runs out, meets his fellow drug dealer guys, and they go, hooray, and they fly off. Why not stick with the deal? Why not stick with the deal? The the screwing the other guys over is harder to do. It's harder to do when there's nothing to benefit you from it. Yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't make any sense. All right. So they he beats up a bunch of the baddies in that hangar, and Cusack comes in. They're like, hey, put your gun down. No, you put your gun down. Are you cool? Yeah, I'm cool. All right, cool. We do know that one of the drug dealers is still on the plane, and he sees. And that doesn't go anywhere yeah. It doesn't go anywhere either. Did you know that there was this drug dealer who had a red shirt on that was still on the plane? <laughs> it's stupid. I couldn't think of how to sum that one up again. <laughs> I'm still in here. I'm still talking. The only thing that we need to mention about the dialogue in this scene, Jackie, is what's Nick Cage going to go do now? I'm going to go fucking save you guys. We're close. He's going to save the fucking day. <laughs> Day saving? That's still a thing? Wait, daylight savings? We're <laughs> in Arizona, mister. This doesn't happen for another two months. <laughs> and so he's out, like, screwing around. He's looking for insulin for Bubba and, like, setting up, like... Just the needle. His Oh, yeah, just the needle. He's, like, setting up his ass kicking, I guess, because he's just wandering around doing shit. And Cusack's wandering around doing shit. The plane's getting dug out. And the other plane takes off. I guess the the drug dealer guy found his way over there. He's like, "Let's go, homies that are laying on the floor covered in blood and unconscious." Yeah, no well, problem. Red shirt's still in there. And he's like, "Yeah, these two guys kicked the shit out of the, these other guys, but uh, let's go. Let's Not go. a big deal. Let's fucking get out of here." So they take off, and John Cusack's like, "Not on my watch." And he fucking runs to a crane, drops the crane arm down, busts the ass end of the plane off which then crashes into a gasoline station. Mm -hmm. And John Malkovich is like, hey, that's my plane, dick. And he takes a cigarette. Well, the guy's about to say, hey, Cyrus. Right. But he's like, sigh. And then (laughs) finished it with them through the cigarette. Boom. Ugh. And uh, I thought that was highly sexual, how he took the cigarette out of the other convent's mouth. It wasn't just convent. Yeah. The other convent's mouth. Convict. Okay. <laughs> well, like, you know, it wasn't just a give me that cigarette. It was a slow, yeah, that's right, baby. Give because me explosions smoke. are sexy, Jackie. And it, I mean, it was a little. Men feeding each other olives also. Wait, no, that's not Oh, that's totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And the whole fucking place blows up, and Nicolas Cage outruns the explosion-ish. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps out of the window to get out of the explosion, but is clearly well inside of the explosion after jumping out of the window. So there's a big fucking shootout. They've got the guns, and they're ambushing the incoming military guys. Bang, bang, bang. Cusack gets into a fucking snowplow or something and starts deflecting bullets for everybody. Yeah. And Which we should really know that this is about the first time it's like an hour in it's an action movie finally yeah finally right, right. this is supposed to be like what i had never seen this thing i just heard action it's like the word action was made into a movie it's boring as fuck it's pretty non-eventful this is the first fucking thing that actually happens and it's like an hour in yeah mm-hmm and Danny Trejo's going to rape the prison guard on the plane, and Bubba's like, no, I'm going to save you. But then Nicolas Cage comes in and punches him out, and then hangs him. He handcuffs him to one of the cages. I guess, yeah. Well, cages, cage. Not in, Nick Cage. In a cage. And Colmini arrives just in time to see his car get hooked to the plane via a rope hook device. Like, I guess Cusack's going to try to anchor the plane so it can't take off. So. No. Yeah, it was Cage lassoed a rope around a concrete pillar to oh, okay. keep the plane from taking off, but uh-huh. then Ving Rings and Malkovich shoot the pillar in half with M16s, uh-huh. and then there's still a hook on the rope, and it just accidentally hooks Colmini's sweet Corvette. Flying it through the air. And this is my favorite line. This is the only line in this movie that I actually like. Uh-huh. And Cage looks at it, and he's like, any other day, this would be pretty weird right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually a good one, Nick. And the car gets smashed through the fucking tower and destroyed. And Colmini's like, oh, fuck. That sucks, man. That was my car. He's like, that's not my car. My car's parked at the base. And then when it falls and he gets the license plate, he's like, Argh! I'm going to sue you, Jake Kuzik. Up yours, you son of a bitch. Ah! Now let's go take these cons down. Yeah. Half of Colmini's lines are just, fuck you, fuck you, fuck everybody. <laughs> bah. So Malkovich is clued in now that there's a traitor on the plane. He's found dead guy downstairs, and there's been all these other things that have happened. Somebody hooked a car to the plane. And uh, he's like, so who is it? I'm going to shoot this lady guard unless somebody steps up. And Bubba's like, it was me. And they're like, oh, you did all this shit while you're sitting there dying? And, yep, I sure did. Aren't I clever? No, this is clever. Bang, bang, bang. He shoots him. This is clever. This is clever. That's it's, the worst. Yeah. That's the worst line. No, I there's for me. never been that's even <laughs> No one s- can ever say anything stupider than that. No, like, that's clever. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh me. no, you were supposed to be this really smart diabolical dude, <laughs> but you're not good at the quipping. Yeah, yeah. but the quip right there. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like you, you're about to escape, and the cop's like, end of the road. Like, your face is the end of my road. <laughs> and then you shoot him back. And then you get shot because you're too And stupid. everybody's just standing around being like, why did we let Dave Chappelle go home early? Yeah. We need Dave Chappelle right now because he's actually funny, and this is not it at all. Uh, but so Bubba's dying. He's bleeding out. And uh, Malkovich knew it was Nick Cage the whole time because he's got the fucking bunny. <laughs> And there's a chopper attack now. They're, they're pilots. They're they're coming in on choppers, and Colmini is piloting one. So yeah, they 
all of a sudden, instead of having the command chopper, they've just eliminated the middleman. Uh-huh. And now Cusack and Colmini are riding in the front seats of the Apaches. Flying. I thought that the tail guy was the gunner, so they're Apache pilots now. They are. Both of them. Nope. <laughs> Is this where Malkovich threatens to kill the bunny? Uh, I don't know. I was taking no. I might have missed that. Yeah, where he's at the back of the plane. And he's got the bunny, and, and he's got the gun. He's got the gun to the bunny's head. <laughs> yes, he's like, what does he say? Something, don't move, or the bunny gets it, or something. Like, really? That that had to happen in this movie? Yeah. He's like, well, it's comedic, genius. The last Jerry thing Parker. that your daughter's going to smell is my breath. <laughs> what? I'm going to shoot a stuffed animal. What? Oh. And maybe hurt your daughter. And breathe in her face. <laughs> it's going to be gross. <laughs> I eat shit for breakfast. Literally. Literally. It's delicious. So Cage is now taking over inside the plane. He's punching guys, going through things. Being shot to. Yeah, he gets shot in the arm and it just bounces off. Doesn't even bother him. Doesn't even bother him. I've seen Chuck Norris have more pain from bullets than this guy. It's stupid. Now, here's my least favorite part of this film. I am greatly offended by this. Huh. There is a prison lady boy on this plane, and this whole time he's wearing a dress. What was what was the character's name? Sally No Dance or something like that. Yeah. Sally can't dance. Yeah, and uh, Nicholas Cage is punching dudes left and right. He gets to this person, and instead of punching, slaps it. Uh-huh. Slaps her, him, whatever this person's identity is. That fucking sucks. Yes, because what this movie is saying is either at best. It's saying you should slap gay people because they can't take a punch. But at worst, it it doesn't matter. Or it's saying they're both fucking equally awful. It's bad because it's like, oh, well, I have to slap women. Yeah, we have to slap women. That's what you do with women. You don't punch them. You slap them. He bitch slapped her. Bitch slap. Yeah. Not fucking okay. I thought it was funny. (laughs) You would because you're an awful human being. Good God. Fuck you, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, anyway, so he gets in the pilot's chambers, and he's like, I guess he just becomes suddenly bros with, what's his name, the pilot? Not really, but the guy's just too busy flying the plane to really put up resistance. Yeah, he's, they're like hanging out in the cabin, like, where's where's this thing headed? What are we going to do? It's a 60-year-old plane. It's probably a real fucking problem keeping a hold of it by yourself. It's shot to shit now. The fucking motor's dead. Out of gas, too. They're heading into Las Vegas, and so they've only got one choice. We got to put this thing down on the strip. Now, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you know that the airport is literally. It's really just right there. Yeah. Right next to that strip. They they had already made it and they had passed the airport. He, they had to turn away from the airport to land it on the strip. Right. Yeah. They, they could have. Mm. Yeah. McCarran is seriously two minutes on foot from the strip. Yep. And plane, it's a half a second. <laughs> Uh, so eventually, after much aplomb, it slowly, gradually, eventually crashes into the sands. Because it just won't stop, but it's traveling at like two miles an hour. It sucks. Yes. It looks like shit. Uh, and they're on the old strip, too. Yeah. Because they start their descent at the Circus Circus and mm-hmm. past the Riviera, and then all of a sudden they're at the Hilton Flamingo. But they also taco the Hard Rock Cafe guitar, and which is four blocks away from the strip at all. There's a shot of Fremont as well. They just do a badge. Yeah. They just hope that you've never been there. Right. 
So the cops swoop in and they get the, you get most of the cons. Danny Trejo's arm has come off and he's been dead from it. So he's hanging from his arm mm-hmm. and they're like, this guy's dead. So they take him out and his arm's detached. So he's not, why is he still standing up if his arm fell off? Yeah, yep. It's the only thing holding him up, but it's not because it's not attached anymore. Oh, God damn it. I thought that was quite clever. <laughs> not as clever as shooting somebody. <laughs> that's the cleverest uh, by the way people. btw bang that's clever <laughs> and nicholas cage's family has been flown in to the las vegas strip so that they can be reunited with him for x like he needs to go to like get talked to by cops for a yeah. while I don't know why they would put them in a helicopter. What and... happened on this plane? Dude? Not to mention you can't fly a helicopter from Alabama to Las Vegas. Oh, God damn they it. don't go that far. And then just dump you off in front of a hotel and be like, where's your here, daddy? Here you go. go find him. We got a pretty good feeling that your dad's going to work this situation out for us because we're totally incompetent. There's escaped convicts everywhere, but we're just going to put you right in the middle of all of this. Yep. Here you go. The plane could explode that you're standing next to still, but uh, it's fine. Uh, your dad's Nick Cage. With a bad perm. Yeah. So Malkovich and Vin Rames have stolen a fire truck and, and pilot guys driving it. And Cusack and Cage are like, we got to stop them. So they get on fucking motorcycles, this is cop motorcycles and chase them down. The motivations of what's his face, Poe, Nicholas Cage's character are uh, dubious. But at this point, they're impossible. It has gone from he only wants to get home. To he only wants to save his friend, who which he now has. Bubba goes into a hospital, uh, an ambulance, and gets taken away. He's good. Yeah, you can't leave a man behind. And right, there's he's not. He doesn't have that motivation anymore, which means that his motivation should revert back to going to his family. But at this point, now his only motivation is justice. Justice, cage justice. Well, that and Malkovich has threatened his daughter. Then go to your family. Yeah. No, you're and gonna put fucking them in a car. him. I am not. I'm gonna put them in a car and go someplace where John Malkovich is and say, This is a matter clearly for the police. <laughs> not for a guy in jeans and a tank top. Mm. Stealing he steals a police motorcycle. With John Cusack. John Cusack might be able to commandeer it, but it is clearly theft. Yeah, now you have you have broken the law. Again, yes. you're going back to prison. Good one. Uh anyway, so he grabs onto the fucking ladder. And send his his bike shooting into Vin Rames, which explodes on impact. <laughs> and they're like two feet apart from each other. He blows himself up. Like he blows the shit out of himself. Who? Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Nicholas Cage is totally exploded. Because they from make this. it look like Vin, uh, Vin Rames is just exploded by himself. But in the previous shot, they're like three feet apart. Right. There is no way for him to blow no. up Ving Rames without blowing himself That's up. Super stupid. Also, Ving Rames does the Austin Powers. No! For like to just hey, guess what? Aside, as soon as you let go of those handlebars on that bike, it's going to start to go over. Yeah, it's just going to tip over. It's not going (laughs) to speed up and run into your enemy. (laughs) Yeah, only exploding him and leaving you. Uh, Actually, all the police bikes do that. They put that in like six years ago. Yes, targeting system. Yep, yep. And uh, (laughs) targeting system. Targeting system with very uh, highly specific explosions. Mm -hmm, mm 
Well, you can set it. There's a dial. Yeah. <laughs> Only Diabetes. Yeah. You you know, depending on who you're going for. So if you're ever in a situation where you need to ghostwrite this into an enemy, just push the green button. That's the only blow him up button hold on well you first you got to put it in park and then you have to push on the brake twice and then up on the gas and then turn the key back and forth six times then push the green button then put it in sport mode then explosion mode yeah we got this from megaforce it's okay <laughs> or it was made by jag oh, just hit the fob 17 times while standing on one foot then it might stop beeping one day <laughs> Uh, so now Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich are fighting on top of this ladder, punching each other's brains out and Cusack needs to stop this thing. So he chops into the ceiling and then grabs the fire hose and starts spraying the inside of the fire truck. I was like amazed at this. Like, yeah, that's an interesting move that, that they just clearly don't care that there's not any actual water on the fire truck. Right. But he's just like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to fill up the cab. I'm going to drown you, driver. <laughs> While I'm on top of this, still going 60. Like, this is bad plan after bad plan. What's the, what is the best case scenario here? Because, like, you just got a drowned guy driving, like, glub, glub, glub. Yeah, like. Well, maybe he gets hypothermia and he slowly slows down. Oh, because he's, he's getting stiff. Yeah, which because. Which would just mean that his leg would. Keep... His leg would float off of the gas. Oh, okay. And I, then. I think it would have been better had he used one of the fireman oxygen masks, like a scuba gear. And so the whole cab's full of water, and then he's flipping him off <laughs> up to the water. And you just see him driving around in a scuba mask. And then the same two cops that don't give up the double double deckers. Oh, yeah, it's just a scuba fire truck, man. Those are everywhere around here. Don't pull that over. And the truck crashes, which sends Malkovich into some power lines, and he's zapped. And then it's cut. I'm pretty sure he hit like five pigeons on the way too. He's he crashes into the power lines, gets electrocuted, cut to him on a conveyor belt, <laughs> and then cut to him laying on the ground underneath some sort of smasher thing. <laughs> it's a big smash right off the strip. Just too. right there. He's got this big smasher deal. But they cut to like other things that are happening on the fire truck while this is all going yeah. on. So there's just this like we can't kill John Malkovich enough in the end of this movie. Like, oh, let's cut back to these guys, how they, you know, right the ship with the fire fire truck, get off of it, whatever. Then all of a sudden, Malkovich is on this conveyor belt. Like, oh. He's on a conveyor belt? Wait, you just killed him with power lines yeah, like zapped. four shots ago. Hey, and why then, is he, how did he get up into the power lines? <laughs> but- he, he looks quite dead and cr- crushed by rocks on the conveyor belt. And you're like, well, I guess they fucking killed him again, that son of a bitch. Then they're like. Oh, here's uh, so-and-so's wife and his daughter. And then cut back to Malkovich, and now he's got the uh-oh face, and he's underneath a giant smasher. He's underneath a smasher. He's, it's like one of those pins that you're at the carnival, and you smash it with a hammer, and it goes, yeah. bing, 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 you're strong. And then he's under that when it comes back down and smashes his head. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay, I think he's really dead now. Oh, it is so stupid. It's one of the dumbest deaths ever. And then, and then while the truck is crashing, it explodes and nick cage bails through the explosion and then just does a barrel roll on the ground all uh uh vin diesel and he's fine he's fine oh god damn it then he finds his family who just happens to be standing right next to where the truck crashed and they're oh. like mm-hmm, i love you back up just a little okay, sir go ahead this bunny <laughs> oh, reappears oh yeah the bunny and is in the fucking gutter and is going into the 
Las Vegas gutter system. Uh-huh. And he reaches in and grabs it and then gives it to the kid. Like, this bunny has to smell like shit. Yep. That bunny smells like justice. <laughs> Could have smelled like bad breath, but now it smells like revenge. And some day-old coffee, and I think a little poo. Uh, oh, God. I'm just going to skip the family blech scene. Blech. Blech. And Where we, the kid doesn't like no, him. I was going to skip it. <laughs> uh, I don't think you should skip that part. The kid is like, I'm so excited to see you in all these letters. And then he finally shows up with some raggedy ass bunny. And she's like, nope, don't want anything to do with you. My daddy's going to someday go out for smokes and not come back. You just blew up half of Las Vegas. And Buscemi has gone free. He's escaped completely and he's going to go gamble. He's feeling pretty lucky. Hilarious, isn't it, guys? Cue the sequel with just Buscemi spinoff. Fuck off. Paying a colada murders. It's going to be great. Hmm. Who wants to start here? What is she doing for seven years? Oh, I would assume working at the bar. Still, yeah. Mm, there's some black hat nights in there. Black hat nights? Black out nights. Oh, yeah. So I think I see where you want to, where you're going. She's banging dudes, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, she's banging dudes. She's like, here's your daughter and your other daughter. Wait, what? <laughs> um, why is my other daughter Mexican <laughs> and newborn? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wait a second. Okay, there's a there's a third. Do- I'm very potent. Apparently, I can impregnate <laughs> women for several years after being incarcerated. Here's your other husband that you're married to. Yes. Who I'm married to. This is cousin Stan. He's whose cousin is he? Don't worry about that. If everything goes right on either side, A, the prisoners don't escape, or B, the prisoners do escape and there's no Nick Cage, what happens? What's the plan for either team? They fly these guys around in a circle and bring them back to where they came from. Okay, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's all I could figure. And what's John Malkovich's plan? He's going to Mexico. So they they pick up... Cage in Alabama and fly him to Carson City. Then they go to Fresno. Then they go back to Las Vegas. That's once the prisoners have taken over. I think that they were just going to take a big circle loop from the beginning. They're flying all over. If they if their plan is to go to Vegas or uh, Mexico, fly the plane to Mexico. Yeah, it's closer to Carson City than Fresno. They they make a loop for zero reason. And they run out of gas. Yeah. They've used up all the plane's gas because they don't know where they're going. Oh, it's stupid. Sammy? How did people like this movie? No idea at all. Because I didn't like this movie when it came out. I actually thought... I kind of liked The Rock. I was like, yeah, it was fun, I guess. But... I haven't seen it since. Just so uh, it sucks, but it was most. It's a, a fucking barrel of laughs compared to this thing. I and then I saw this and I was like, man, this is a dumb movie. This is really bad. And yet people still were like, Ooh, I think it's the hair. I think it's the hair. It just oh. seemed like every action movie there was a, and I think The Rock sort of kicks it off as like after that summer with Rock Eraser and Independence Day. Mm-hmm. There's a run of about five years of summer blockbusters that all just sucked. Yeah, right. And this is in there, and it's just yeah. like. It didn't have to have a brain, I guess. Right. Like how you could watch this and go, yeah, no, I like it's that. It's a summer action movie. That's all you need. Yeah. When did the baby get conceived? Because it seemed like he just got back from war and they hadn't seen each other in a while. And mm-hmm. this so the, baby seems pretty newly conceived. 
Well, he's acting like when he first gets back there, she's already pregnant because he's listening to her stomach. Yeah, but, he was but like already... he's not there. So maybe none of the kids are his. It's not his kid. <laughs> huh. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah, the timeline doesn't add up at all. What do you think happens to his El Camino? <laughs> Is it still his? Well, she gets to keep it. Yeah, she gets to keep it, and it's still in Alabama. That's why she they had to chopper her there, because she couldn't drive there. That thing was going to break down on the way. Doors were going to come yeah. off. He's going to get a camper for it, and then, yep. he's, then he's an alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Doors are the same color. Camper with a mattress in the back. Camino's rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> That's right. So making babies back here. Somebody is. Nick Cage may or may not be involved, but yeah. somebody's making babies. Who's your guys' least favorite criminal? Oh, that goes with one of my questions. Who's the favorite criminal? All right. Let's start with uh, least favorite. All of them. Yeah. And none of them are the most favorite. Pick uh, one. John Malkovich is my least favorite. Just because I. It's hard to not say John Malkovich. Yeah. And my favorite one no. is. Sam, I uh, pick. You gotta pick one. Who's your least favorite? You got Finn Rames. You got Billy Bucktooth, Yellowface. Uh, you got Danny Trejo being a rapist. You got John Malkovich being an asshole. Steve Buscemi being evil. The blonde muscle guy that just shows up for no reason. Yeah, that guy sucks. Pretty <laughs> bad. Halfway through the movie. Halfway through the movie, yeah. Uh, and then his his role is just take your shirt off, dude. Yeah, pretty much. I don't like that guy very much. Uh, I'm also going to go with John Malkovich, but if I can't, if I'm not allowed to go with John Malkovich for the sake of diversity, I'm going to go with Billy Yellowtooth because his character was lame and mm-hmm. almost immediately dispensed. Yeah. Favorite, Sam. Oh. You know, I think there's like a, a valet in one of the shots. Wait, does it have to be somebody on the plane? It has to be one of the plane criminals. And and Bubba can be one. And actually, Nick Cage can be one, too. Bubba's like my second least favorite. Okay, there you go. Because he stinks. <laughs> now, this is your favorite one. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with uh, MC, uh, Getty, the MC Gates, the pilot. Oh, pilot guy? Pilot guy. I think I'm going to go with MC Gates, too. Pilot guy. Oh, that was mine. Right, hey, that's a unanimous. <laughs> He's, he sucked the least. Yep, Way to go. Sucked the least. Uh, so what happens after they figure out that Nick Cage killed all these people? He's on parole. Mm-hmm. And he went ballistic and killed a bunch of people. Well, we know that even if he did it for the good of mankind, the court system does not care, and he is guilty. Yes. So he's going back to prison. It's okay. He's a, He's got a good lawyer. wait no he's got the worst one yeah he might be in for life now because it wasn't just self-defense this was murder yeah and he 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 straight up killed dudes his lawyer actually talked him into playing into charges that he didn't even do the second time around he yeah no he he's done fork in done which is fine because that's not his kid anyway so Final recommendations, guys. Do it. Do it? Do it. Okay, why do you say do, do it? it? Do it. Do it. Why do you say do it? Because I liked it. Okay. Really? I liked the action, and I thought that the not clever funny quips were pretty funny. And, you know, like the, the bunny rabbit, it has a journey all of its own. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta love that the bunny rabbit is, it has a journey. Mm-hmm. And... It just, I don't know. It It's a totally 
brainless, mindless thing that you're like, yep, this is awesome. Uh, I don't think it was awesome <clears throat> by any means, but I am also going to give it a do. I had fun with it. I thought it was super stupid. I didn't like any of it. Like, like, wow, that was cool. It, it all sucks. It all is shitty. But it's so shitty and over the top that uh, I thought it, I thought it was a good, fun revisit for sure. I'm glad that we watched it. But I'm again, it's barely over the top, like barely enough to say a do for me. I'm gonna go 49%. Don't. That's a don't. Because even though, like, the only reason, the only way that I can say do this is because you have to. It is the film that Bruckheimer made. Right. It's it's the Bruckheimer process on screen. I liked Armageddon better. I did not for any uh, amount, not I even in the same ballpark. hadn't seen this before, and I honestly, like, could have gone my whole life without watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to rent this for two ninety nine. dollars yeah, I paid $3, and I will, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the verdict's pretty much out on that one for us. <laughs> like, we got a barely one do and a do not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to some other do's and do nots, streaming do's and do nots. Jackie, I think you're in for a rough week this week. I want to start out with uh, a movie that Sam and I watched on Netflix starring Jackie Chan and uh, Johnny Knoxville, starring or called Skip Trace. Skip Trace. How could you get. Two guys that are so charismatic, put them together. It's going to be an action picture. You got a stunt man, the best stunt man. There's going to be mm-hmm. karate. There's going to be jokes. It's going to be great. How could you possibly fuck that up? Enter Rennie Harlan. Uh, yes. Rennie Harlan from Cutthroat Island fame. Yes. That guy could fuck up the state fair by himself. And it it is. I didn't enjoy Skip Trace at it's, all. It breaks your heart. I checked out of it yeah. so many times. I found it completely boring and not interesting. Yep. And joke's on you. I have seen Skip Trace. Yo, oh, you did. boy. Huh. I have seen that before, and it was fucking crap. It was fucking crap. They green screened and didn't do real stunts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sucked. Yeah. Two of the best stuntmen on the planet are green screening. Yep, and then hamming out like doing bad jokes, Stupid. really bad jokes. And that was at the point where Johnny Knoxville was kind of at a, a point where I think it's only two years old. Maybe it's yeah. Not. I think it was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, He's but still wasn't he on right. the comeback though? Right, is what I was going to say. He was on He's the comeback movies. from. I wouldn't say comeback. When he did like bad grandpa and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he did, it was in movies. Sure. Yeah. Point of a comeback, but it, the, it, it fell so damn short. Yeah, it stinks. I say do not. Do not. Next up, Sam and I watched this on Amazon Prime with the supplemental Rift Tracks because, boy, oy, 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 if you didn't, Zindy the Swamp Boy. <laughs> Zindy? You'd, I don't know if I could recommend watching this without the Rift Tracks. It's I, doable. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. It is so shit. They sort of, it helps because they're trying to make sense of it as much as they're trying to make fun of it. And you kind of need that other, you need some other minds to bounce this off of. Like, I would say you couldn't really watch this in a room with less than four people. Because you got to try to talk it out. What's happening? What's not happening? What's not happening? And when something does happen, you're like, what, what the fuck? I think that this movie is honestly, this is a one. I gave this movie a one star. It is that bad. It is bad. It, it is nigh monster or go-go bad. Like, I, I can't I can't say for sure that this isn't the worst movie ever made. I still think Monster Go goes worse because nothing happens, but this things happen that are like 
It's a non-movie movie. Pretty much. And the whole the whole premise is, is that this old man has stolen a child out of a village because his family was murdered, and then he murdered a bunch of people because of bad that, that is never justified. And then to keep you, young child, away from death, I'm taking you out into the swamp to raise you in, in danger land. <laughs> in danger land. Where there's, where there's fucking mountain lions and quicksand and snakes and malaria and all this. It may be food. There may be food there, but yeah. it's sometimes I got to go into town to pick you up food and supplies, leaving you here, ch- tiny baby, to die. I'm pretty sure there are no mountain lions in the swamp. I'm pretty sure there are in Zindi the Swamp. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And the end is totally worth staying for with the help of Rift Tracks. Yes. I, with Rift Tracks, absolute fucking stop what you're doing and go watch Zindi the Swamp Boy without, I'd still have to give it a do because it's, it arguably could be the worst movie ever made. It's real bad. It's fucking terrible. And the story is just like, it's, there's almost not there, but what is there? Is the last bummer in a series of bummers. Oh, it's the most bummer bummer. It's on top. It's it's like a a stack of bummer cakes. Yeah, and the bummer butter at the top is not actually butter. It's shit. And you don't even see it. You're like, really? That's huh? I that what a bummer. That's huh. wow. That did not go well. Uh, so do for me, Sam. Yeah, do. Okay. Next up, I watched this by myself. I really wish that you guys had watched this, but we're going to talk about it anyways because it's one of those obscure movies that you may or may not get to. I might make it an episode. I might not. I might. I would be talked into watching it again in like six months, but it's called Death Row Game Show on Amazon Prime from like 1986, uh. 87, somewhere in there. Super budget, uh, but very fun. It's a, it's a comedy uh, gag movie that uh, slapsticky is kind of... Running Man esque. the The concept is is that they take inmates and they put them on a game show that's called Live or Die. And if the inmates fuck up, their option is to die. And but it's not Running Man at all. It's 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 more Family Feud. And if you get the question wrong, you're going to die that's... in a horrible way. And it's fucking hilarious. I was laughing my ass off the entire time, intentionally at it. Super silly. Super dumb, super satire on uh, watching TV and statements about uh, uh, social culture activities that are probably not real good. Uh, I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved it. I do want to say one last thing about this movie. The lead character is played by a guy who's never done anything else, but I'm pretty sure he's Ryan Reynolds' father. Huh. I, I... he is Ryan Reynolds' father. There's no other way. If if Ryan Reynolds, we found out that he was adopted, I have found his pops because yeah. this guy is him exactly. I'm still not convinced that Clive Owen isn't George Lazenby's kid. That could be too. That could be too. Uh, I give Mega Two. Stop. I would say stop what you're doing. Go watch Death Row Game Show. It's buried in Amazon Prime. You're gonna have to search for it. Fucking hilarious. Last up, another Rift Tracks. Sam and I watched this. It's called Nightmare at Noon via the Rift Tracks, or alternatively, Death Street USA. This shit was hot. It was fucking hot. This is an episode, eventually. Brian James is in it. Yeah. 
anybody else? A couple nutsacks. Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the third guy that's that was in Dallas or whatever. Wasn't George Kennedy in this? Yes, George Kennedy was George in it. George Kennedy too. was in it. And then the guy from Dallas. Yeah. Is the tough guy. Uh yeah, this shit was on fire. Oh, it was awesome. Even without riff tracks, it is a laugh a minute. It could have been a non-riff tracks movie for sure. Oh, like man. if we had seen, if we just discovered this, it's disappointing that Ridge riff tracks had to bring this to us because we would have been like, "Bing, bing, bing! Look what we found!" Yeah, look what we found. It was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. It's about uh, Brian James being a criminal government guy i think he's testing some weapons or something like like uh brain control like yeah. what happens when you fuck up a town and they all tear each other apart they're like anger zombies basically yeah yeah and oh it's hilarious unintentionally like these anger zombies are just fucking baffling they make funny no sense none sense at all and uh Eventually, they take him. They like start figuring out to ch- take this guy down, and so let's just cram in a thirty-minute chopper chase. That it doesn't have anything to do with anything. So you have this standoff where like they're both standing on these rocks, and they're just far enough away where they can still shoot each other. And it's like, wah, 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 what's going to happen? And yeah, he turns into a western halfway through it, and then all of a sudden, when the climactic shootout happens. Out of left field, a helicopter comes up behind Brian James's character. You're like, okay, well, this is government money. I can see this. But then the guy from Dallas has a helicopter show up behind him, and it's like, he has a fucking hel- That makes no fucking sense. And then they just get in a helicopter chase. And then there's a helicopter fight that lasts for 30 minutes. It's really just like, yeah, helicopters. Fucking forget about what you were watching a minute ago. Yeah. It's amazing. It's baffling. I absolutely loved it total do i think you should make it an episode at some point but yeah. we got we'd have to track it down without riff tracks and that might yes. be a little hard so there's your show guys all right next week is jackie's pick and she is doing shanghai surprise starring madonna and sean penn which is streaming on amazon prime right now so check that out uh come back to us next week and in the meantime get to the chopper visit us at www.stinkermadness.com Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.